Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Blastem, Ball Blast E-M. And I'm Kate. You can follow me at doesn't have the sniffles like Michelle. Hey. Hey. Just kidding. You can follow me at FF Ball Blast. I'm Jake. I don't have anything witty to say, so find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. <laughs> there is not a whole lot going on in the NFL right now. I bom, bom. We went through a crazy month where it was like every day something wild was going down. And then over the last week, the biggest news we really got was Devontae Parker got traded to the Patriots, Ooh. which is Big not time. all that exciting. I mean, does this change his fantasy value whatsoever? Jake, like, are you interested in owning him or, you know, no. having him on your <laughs> roster in 2022? No, I. It's, it's as much as I would not want him on my roster if he was still with the Dolphins. I want him equally not as much now that he's with the <laughs> Patriots. Do you think he'll be the wide receiver one, though? Because we've seen some decent weeks out of Jacoby Myers last year. Okay, Kendrick Bourne is yeah. so disrespectful. No, but Kendrick Bourne had a couple good weeks. You and ended your sentence, though, with Jacoby Myers. I was going to keep going. Mm. And even Nelson Aguilar had a couple good weeks. Don't so mention him in the same breath as Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> we saw all of these guys have nice weeks, especially Jacoby Myers was the least consistent. He never scored touchdowns was his biggest issue. But in PPR leagues, you could consistently get like seven to nine points. Ooh. But if he scored touchdowns, like he would have been a pretty decent fantasy score. He just did not. Michelle, if I scored touchdowns, I would have been a pretty I decent got it. fantasy score. But scorer. I'm saying, do we think Devontae <laughs> Parker is the wide receiver one here? And if so, I do think he's worth mentioning as a late round flyer. No, I yeah. think we got three wide receiver 1As, personally. I think we got Devontae Parker, we've got Kendrick Bourne, and we've got Jacoby Myers all fighting against each other. I mean, Kendrick Bourne, I think, is like And they should the all wide be wide receiver, receiver twos. They'd all be really nice wide receiver two, wide receiver threes on teams. Hopefully, they still go grab a wide receiver one in the first round of this draft for Mac Jones, right? Like, it doesn't help these wide receivers if they add more talent. But if we want to see Mac Jones get to his full potential, I do think he needs an actual wide receiver one on that team. But if they offer him that, then he's surrounded by really nice weapons there. I'm do you trust them to draft a wide receiver one, though? Because it they just don't seem to be very good at that. Like, they don't seem to be very good at evaluating wide receivers even outside of the draft. I know trades is weird too because like this trade they gave up a third round pick. Remember Muhammad Sanu just a couple years ago? They gave up a second round pick for him. That was ridiculous. 
They gave up a That was probably the craziest trade I've ever seen in the NFL. Like they, they gave up a first round pick for Brandon Cooks, which it's worth it back then, but then barely used him and then just, you know, sold him right away again. It's like maybe they just, you know, Bill Belichick's not too good at this whole wide receiver thing. I'm a little bit interested, but it would have to be a really late round pick, or if you're getting him a dynasty, a super you know, like a, a rookie third rounder I'm willing to send, but, you know, I'm not, like, thrilled about it. Uh, I feel like people over the last couple of weeks were, like, we, we've been seeing Devontae Adams get moved, then Tyreek Hill get moved, and then you started hearing about DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown rumors, and you just thought anything was possible because it just felt like everyone was getting moved. But their team shot that down. They said, it's not happening. We've received plenty of calls. We're not listening to them. Apparently, the Jets offered the number 10 pick in this draft for DK Metcalf. That was shot down. So it does seem unlikely either one will move. I think it's best if they stay in their spot. Like, yeah. I, I think that is best for them. Unless, obviously, if one of them were to go play with Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, obviously that's an upgrade. But besides that, I think they're going to be fine in their in their home. Yeah. Well. Wow. Nice. Nice. No, as soon as you said in your home, so this is me. Um, now in my DraftKings Nation mindset, which is where I'm spending my full time job, um, it's Masters week. So, like golf, 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 golf. I don't like golf, but as soon as you said stay in your home, I thought of Adam Sandler and uh, Happy Gilmore when he said like stay, don't Paul, don't you want to go to your home? Don't you know? Okay, you had nothing to offer with football, and I was like, okay, at least she's offering something, and it got worse. (laughs) Somehow it got worse. Also, I just want to say that I love golf um, because, like my fantasy teams, the goal is to score as few points as possible. Hey! All right, this is just terrible all around. That was like, that was such a me joke. Like, Jake (laughs) saved you a little bit there because nobody knew what you were talking about. No, I'm sorry. If you guys haven't seen Happy Gilmore, then we've I'm all sorry. seen it. We just don't know what the random quote you're saying. It's literally the most famous quote of Adam Sandler of all time when he's telling the ball to go to the hole. Like, don't you want to go to your? Ho-? I don't know why he got a Wisconsin accent. <laughs> you got, don't I was you want to go? Is he from the Upper Peninsula all of a sudden? <laughs> Big Daddy's better. All right. Oh, oh boo! Oh boo! Boo this woman. I'm right, moving on. <laughs> We're going to have to do a different rankings podcast here soon. (laughs) Stephon Diggs got his extension, four-year extension with the Bills. Great news, great fantasy player, great wide receiver, all-around greatness. Not so great news, but also probably just random pre-draft talk. Uh, You know, Ravens GM Eric DaCosta was asked a question about running backs in this draft. And if he would be looking for one, and his answer was, if the right guy falls, we will certainly strike. Now, that could mean if a guy that we like in the sixth round that could just be kind of a scat back, if he falls, we'll, we'll take him. Or it could mean, you know, we, if we really like one of these top guys, we can take him as well. Does this worry you about J.K. Dobbins at all, Jake? I guess it's weird, and I think you had brought this up a few weeks back, Michelle, of like, we haven't heard any updates on J.K. Dobbins with the injury. We've heard from basically most of the rest of the gaggle of running backs that were all injured. We haven't heard anything (laughs) on J.K. Dobbins. So now when these quotes do start to pour out, 
it makes me more anxious than it would if we would just get some damn updates on the guy. So, yeah, a little bit I am actually uh, absorbing these. For anybody wondering what a gaggle is, it's actually a group of geese. Um, <laughs> just God. Uh, a group of owls is called a parliament. <laughs> hey, did you take your ADD medicine today? No, I forgot. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Uh, lastly for the news before we a group get into of, our... wait last thing a group of lemurs is called a conspiracy is that not the most God. amazing thing that you've ever heard in your life but anyway gaggle geese no i forgot to take my add medicine today which is like so add like vicious cycle <laughs> All right, this should be a fun pod then. Lastly, for the news and notes, Rob Gronkowski said he's not ready to commit to the game of football right now, which is shocking because I felt like as soon as Tom Brady came back, he was going to be like, yeah, I'll come back for one more year. He's his own man. I do think this offense, I I could see Tom Brady struggling a bit if Chris Godwin's not back right away with his ACL tear, uh, without Antonio Brown. Without his boy, Rob Gronkowski, they don't even have O.J. Howard to go to. It would be um, Cameron Brait, who's a fine tight end, but not Rob Gronkowski. It would be Mike Evans and Tom Brady, which makes Mike Evans kind of delicious. But interesting to keep an eye on here. I feel like he will be back, though, right? Don't we all feel like Rob Gronkowski will play this year for the Buccaneers? Yeah, right after the hard work of summer camp is, like, done, he'll be like, you know what? I'm going to come back yeah. to guys. <laughs> That's perfect. Honestly, if I was a vet, if I'm, like, 30-plus years old and I've been killing it in this league and I have my job, why? Why would you go kill yourself during the summer? Like, I'll, I'll do my own workouts. I'll be there. I'll, I'm going to perform. It's going to be fine. I, I, I appreciate it. All right. Last week, if you have not listened, go listen to it. It was our Dynasty Buy High. So we gave you all of our favorite buys in Dynasty Leagues. You know, our uh, our Buy High, our Buy Low, our Buy My Guy. Now this week, we're getting a little negative. All right, we're going to go with Dynasty Sells. We got a Dynasty Sell High each. We're going to give our favorite one a Dynasty Sell Low and a Dynasty Sell my guy, which might be a little confusing because if they're your guy, why would you sell them? That makes no sense. There's a price for everyone. There is a price for everyone. And I think that's the point of this segment, right? It's sometimes you go, you, you talk to people and they say, oh, this person's not for sale. Everybody's for sale. Which by the way, I am totally on the side with roster guys you love. If you don't want to sell them, you don't have to. We're just given a side here where, you know, if you're getting all of this for a player who's a little risky, it might be your best interest to take the vet that you already know is good. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's first start with our dynasty sell high. A player who has a lot of value still, and you can get a lot for him, and you think his value is only going to go down. So you might as well sell him at his peak right now. Jake, you could start first. I'm going to get him out of the way first here. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, who just signed with the Browns. Boop, boop. First, first of all, I, I just don't want him on my teams. So if I can trade him away for anything, I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's, that's not virtue signaling or whatever. That's just me being honest. I don't want him on my rosters. This is a decision everybody has to make for themselves, though, in terms of how they want to play this game. And if you can compartmentalize and you're comfortable with it, you do you. That's fine. I'm, no judgment here, but I personally am not about it. 
So with that said, the on-field portion of this, which is what everybody's interested in if you are going to roster him, he's in a Kevin Stefanski offense. We have three years now of data with Stefanski, both as a head coach and an offensive coordinator, and it doesn't look good for quarterbacks. Now, granted, this is Kirk Cousins. This is Baker Mayfield. And if your judgment is that Deshaun Watson is leagues and leagues and leagues above them, then fine. However, they have not ranked above 28th in the league for pass attempts. They have not ranked above 23rd in the league for passing yards. Passing touchdowns, 14th, 13th, and 20th. Good, but not good enough to make up for the rest of that. So here's where the off the field and the on the field now meet, too. There is no timeline for what a potential punishment will be for Deshaun Watson. Supposing that there is a suspension handed down, which players in the past have gotten pretty big suspensions for inarguably much less. So that could be a reality that you have to hold him for another year while he doesn't play in the NFL. He will now be two years removed from playing. He will now be two years older than the last time that you saw him play and quite possibly rusty, in an offense that does not want the quarterback to pass a ton. All of that is like, take even the rest of it and the horrible stuff off the field out of it. I still don't want him. And if his value is such that people are all gaga because he's back and he's playing, then go send an offer for Trevor Lawrence plus for Trey Lance plus, for one of these young rookies who the ceiling is still inarguably super high. I still believe that for Trevor Lawrence, by the way. But whoever you want, (laughs) you can do that plus (laughs) probably a first round pick at this point for Deshaun Watson. And I'm doing that every time. Well, I think that's actually a really good point. Just discussing uh, Deshaun Watson right now, like especially before the suspension is handed out because... Once that suspension rolls in, you are not going to get that same value. There's kind of like this dead space of time where I think you're actually going to get like top end quarterback value, um, even if he doesn't necessarily merit that based on his current situation, based on the current offense. And even just going back and ignoring the off the field stuff, um, I think a lot of what you know, helped perpetuate a lot of this volume in Houston was the fact that their defense sucked. Like outside of JJ Watt, who was on the field, like once in a while, their defense sucked. Their secondary sucked. They had to throw and it wasn't necessarily efficient playing, but they were forced into these positions where Deshaun Watson had to be the guy. They didn't have a run game. And that's like the complete opposite situation of what he's walking into in Cleveland. They have a great defense. They've got a solid run game. It's literally the opposite of what he's dealt with his whole career. Yeah, I'm completely fine with selling him for someone that you know is, you know, that has good, a uh, high ceiling that's coming in, plus more, especially with this, whatever they do with the suspension, we don't know yet. But also, we don't know how he's going to perform after all of this happened, right? Like this. You would think if he's any sort of a human being, even though his answers seem like he's really not, um, if he is any sort of a human being that has feelings, this is going to be in his head. Like, I don't know how this wouldn't be in anyone's head. 
and he's going to be booed. It's in but my he's, head. He's going to be booed like crazy, extra uh, away. Like you don't know how this he's going to perform. I'm fine with selling him um, high right now if people are excited for him coming back. That's really interesting. That's I've never thought about that from the psychological perspective, but I like something worth thinking about. I I don't know. I've never thought about that at all until that just came out of your mouth. Well, I'm going to go point. with another quarterback. That's nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. It's Thank just, God. It's just based on uh, fantasy points and pretty much only fantasy points because I think he's a good quarterback. Dak Prescott, I'm going to say to sell him hot because he still has that name as a pristine, elite fantasy quarterback. You can sell him right now as one of those top-tier quarterbacks, and I think you should do it before he keeps losing value. In 2021, he was a quarterback 11 in fantasy points per game. I mean, that's not elite. That's not. He was fine. He had some really good games. He had some not good games, obviously, because he was a quarterback 11. He was inconsistent. And while the the Cowboys were the number one scoring offense in the league last year in points per game, and he was still only quarterback 11. Now he's lost Amari Cooper. He's lost Cedric Wilson. Say whatever you want. Oh, it's just Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson actually led that team on first down receptions. So he might be a big deal to lose. And then Michael Gallup might not be ready to start the season. I get we're talking dynasty here, but he tore his ACL. We don't know when he's going to be good to go again. It's not like he was ever like this elite guy. Maybe he's never, you know, good again. We don't know. I think he'll be all right, but we don't know how good he is when he comes back. They've lost a couple of key offensive linemen. The run game's getting no better for him to get help there. The defense is very unlikely to get as many insane turnovers as they did last year to help him score. Again, as I said, he's already the quarterback 11 this year, and I feel like he, like you can get another guy who's going to do what Dak Prescott does, but with Dak Prescott's name, you can go to another guy plus get another asset. Like You can go from Dak Prescott right now to Jalen Hurts and get way more because people are so scared that Jalen Hurts is going to lose his job which he might, who knows, after this year. But I'm willing to take that bet, and I'm going to go from Dak Prescott to Jalen Hurts and pick up a Hollywood Brown if it's in a one-quarterback league. If it's in a super flex league, you can even get more. Like maybe you can get a Jalen Hurts and a T. Higgins type for Dak Prescott. Or if you just want to go lateral quarterbacks, I would much rather have Lamar Jackson than Dak Prescott in fantasy moving forward. And I think you can do that trade straight up. Like I, I, there's, I, I think people are just higher on deck right now than Lamar. If not, it's very, very close. Go see what you have to do there. But there's, I would, if I had him in a super flex league, two quarterback league, I'm looking to see what I can trade to get extra for him. And in a one quarterback league, I'm just looking to see who I can downgrade to and pick up another asset. I like it. I feel like Dak Prescott has always just barely been above for fantasy and only fantasy above guys like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Like, good. Don't get me wrong. Fine. You're not going to be like super bummed out having them, but they don't have that crazy ceiling aside from that one year that Dak did. And that was mostly because every other quarterback got injured. I still think that Dak's like, I, I would take Dak handedly over Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Handedly. Sure. But I sure. like I, I get it. I get it. That's fine. But if you were to get Kirk Cousins and T. Higgins for Derek Carr, I still think you're winning on the Kirk Cousins T. Higgins side. Like, but that's how far their value is in terms of people's minds. People hear Kirk Cousins are like, oh God, 
people who are Dak, and their points per game throughout these seasons are not. Different. Oh, I think Kirk very, Cousins very is is underrated for sure. Um, but now, when you get into Derek Carr, it's a little different. Derek Carr scored less points per game than Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Oof. Derek Carr is one of those guys that's just overrated instead of underrated. Which is incredible because Derek Carr ranked, like, in terms of his passing stats, ranked top 10 in, like, everything. Threw a gazillion times. Yeah, I know. And so uh, he he ranked highly and pretty much. So have fewer fantasy points per game than Jimmy Garoppolo. We can't make this another We Hate Derek Carr podcast, you guys. We just can't do it. This is a sell podcast. (laughs) It's perfect timing to hand him. Kate, who is your sell? It actually is right in hand with your sell, Michelle. Ooh, that rhymes. I like that. Um, I'm actually going to sell uh, CeeDee Lamb, which probably isn't going to be very... Remember, it's a sell high. It's a sell high, of course. Um, but you literally can't... I mean, it's it's going to be very hard to sell higher than C.D. Lamb right now in terms of his Dynasty ADP, which, by the way, coming off just a catastrophic end to the fantasy season, if you were counting on C.D. Lamb to help you win your season, he didn't. Because guess what? Every single week... From week 13 on, he scored fewer and fewer fantasy points. He was the nail in your fantasy season's coffin, okay? Which is incredible because we're all about recency bias. His ADP has never been higher. His ADP on draft uh, on uh, Dynasty League football in the month of March was wide receiver three. Literally, again. Whew never been higher in his career after he just tanked your entire fantasy football season. And I don't think he tanked it because of Amari Cooper. Like, I I don't think Amari Cooper was the problem here. So eliminate Amari Cooper from the, the equation. That's fine. But he's being drafted number six overall in the most recency batch of Dynasty ADP. He finishes the wide receiver 20 in his rookie season, which is fantastic. Wide receiver 19 in 2021. You are paying top three value for a wide receiver that's never finished beyond wide receiver 19. And guess what? He has played 32 games already in his career. I am not saying that the the ceiling for C.D. Lamb is not high, but like, isn't the goal for him kind of to finish right around that wide receiver three mark because you can sell him for that right now and he's never even remotely hit it so this is my opportunity where i think you look at cd lamb's production his value is based on conjecture it's based on what you're projecting as the ceiling and the ceiling is very far apart from what we've seen in his first two seasons and anytime that's the case i want to sell He's finished as a wide receiver one six total times in his 32 active games. Six times. So let's get um, – Six re- times. Let's get realistic here with some trades, right? Because C.D. Lamb is not someone that you should be actively going to sell because he should be the wide receiver one and a good offense. But it comes down to who can you get for him. Okay. It- uh, some recent trades courtesy of Dynasty League Football. Rashad Bateman and CeeDee Lamb traded for Deontay Johnson and DK Metcalf. I would much rather oh, yeah. Metcalf Deontay side. 
much, much, much rather. Uh, what about C.D. Lamb or Cooper Cup? I'm I I'm the weird one that still wants Cooper Cup on my teams for Dynasty. I think Cooper Cup has performed as I know, a but true people are top, like he's old. But I still I think don't he care. has at least three years still left in him with Matthew Stafford, where he has really good years. I'm not saying he's going to have 1,800 and 16 touchdowns years, but he still should have massive years. He's had multiple top five performances. He is like uh, Cooper Cup is the goat. CD Lamb, I I can I can trade CD Lamb for somebody that I know for certain has top five potential. Whereas CD Lamb, I I'm hoping yeah, that I'd he is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. But let's go with a, a harder one here: CD Lamb or Debo Samuel. Straight up, who would you rather have? Because I know right now that most people are going to want CD Lamb. So if you want to go get Debo Samuel with your CD Lamb, you probably can. Which would you rather have? I want Debo. Debo. I want Debo. Always. I want Debo. What about CeeDee Lamb or uh, this year's 103 and 104? With this wide receiver class. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I don't. I just don't feel confident enough in my own rookie valuations. That's more of a me thing than a That's CD a Lamb you thing. Problem, Jake. Yeah, yeah, I love Drake London <laughs> and Garrett Wilson, and having both of those are great. Um, I really loved CeeDee Lamb coming out of school as well. Like he was my wide receiver one and a really good draft class. And I, I think that's I'm fine. But CD again, CeeDee Lamb, like maybe that's not asking enough for CeeDee Lamb because he's being valued as a yeah. top three wide receiver. But like if that's the start of what you can negotiate or if that's like the end point. So of my biggest thing with it. these trades is get a guy that you already know is really good. So that would be the opposite here, right? Is getting the 103 and 104. That's like, fair, but Cooper Cup is the perfect example. Yes, Cooper Cup or Debra Samuel or even DK Metcalf because people are so down on him just because he has a bad quarterback right now. Like, you guys are being silly. DK Metcalf has been more productive at the pro level than CeeDee Lamb has. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. So just, like, uh, stop uh, it with the CeeDee Lamb crap, guys. <laughs> I love CeeDee, but, like, you guys are making me hate him. Listen, CeeDee Lamb will be uh, – I'm happy to rank him inside my top 10, probably. I'm super contrarian. Top 10. He'll be in my top 10 for 2022. I really like him. He's talented. But I do think top five is a little rich. I just think it's too rich. And you can go sell him right now for a top five guy. So I he agree with you, He played one career game with Amari Cooper. Saw four targets. Without Amari Cooper? Yep. In his career so far, caught three of those four targets for 14 okay. yards. That's one game. game so failure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm joking. Let's get to sell lows. A guy that you want to just sell now, even though his value is not super high. He kind of already disappointed, but you just want to get him off your team while you still have any value. Or you still have like, you know, somewhat good value. Go ahead, Jake. Before you have to just go ahead and drop them outright, I would prefer to just go ahead and trade Julio Jones right now. I'm acknowledging, by the way, I love you, Julio. I appreciate you and everything you've done in your career. You are now at the phase where you can't, you certainly can't get a first round pick for Julio Jones. You probably can't get a second round pick for Julio Jones. Maybe if you really try and push it, you could. But he's at this stage now. He's not even with the team currently. But here's where I think trade him now while there is still somebody out there. And I know that somebody is out there that says last year was a fluke for Julio. That he did, you know, injuries and then he'll be fine this year. He'll bounce back. 
No, he's 33 years old. He is now without a current team. Um, as the great Mike Taglier said in one of his uh, uh, articles, that there was four, just four, of 68 wide receivers who played at the age 33 mark that finished as a top 12. And yes, no one's expecting Julio to finish top 12, but it doesn't get much better for top 24 and top 36 at his advanced age, now coming off of back-to-back seasons with hamstring injuries. So when he inevitably signs with a team, because he will, somebody will pick him up. And if it's somebody like, say, the Packers who pick him up, he's going to get a slight value bump. So if you want to wait, until that moment happens, probably after the actual NFL draft, and people are trying to piece together, you know, a contending team here, then you just got to do it. Because otherwise, you're going to have to drop him probably next year, and it's going to feel real bad. Yeah, I agree with you. Julio Jones needs to get off your roster right now. No matter what you are, you're a contender. You're obviously, if you're rebuilt, he should have already been off your roster a long time from now. I will say this is a little bit of a baby pick by you. like Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, a a little (laughs) babyish. I'm going to go with a much stronger one where I'm going to get a little bit more hate for. I'm a little bit braver than you. I got those balls. It's called the Ball Blast Podcast. Whatever. Baby Balls Podcast. (laughs) Uh, Can I ask to rename the podcast here and now, (laughs) Baby Balls Podcast? But, That's our, like, off-season takes, yeah. like, baby balls. I'm going to go with one that people are not going to like, and I'm sorry. It's Antonio Gibson. And you can still sell him for a decent amount. And this is my thing. I want to sell him while he still has this value, because if he has one more down year, that value is going to go bye-bye. Because people are not patient with running backs. They will dump you real soon, and nobody wants to buy you. So Antonio Gibson he was a running back 19 in fantasy points per game in 2021. And he was, I mean, people remember this awesome rookie rookie season. He was still only the running back 17 in fantasy points per game in 2020. He was a running back 13 total. Like if you don't go by points per game and you don't consider injuries or anything like that, but he had 11 rushing touchdowns as a rookie. And he still was only the running back 17 We saw him not get any better the next year. He doesn't get the receiving work because of J.D. McKissick is there, and he's still there. He almost left in free agency, but he came right back. And he's just the type of running back that is touchdown or bust, and you can find those elsewhere for much cheaper. There's so many running backs out there that are touchdown or bust that are, like, super cheap that you can – like you can find off waivers sometimes even in dynasty leagues as you go throughout the season. So I just don't think he still has that big name value. I don't think he's worth keeping on your roster. And all of a sudden Washington commanders are like, Hey, we're bringing in Kenneth Walker for a visit on Friday. They only get 30 visits and they're choosing Kenneth Walker as one of their visits. He's, if you don't know who Kenneth Walker is, he's a Michigan State running back. He's a top two running back in this class, easily. I don't care what you say. He's top two. Like If you want to put Brees Hall one, that's fine. Kenneth Walker is two. And Kenneth Walker is the best pure rusher, right? If we're not talking fantasy, Brees Hall, yes, is the fantasy running back one. If we're talking pure running back, just rushing, Kenneth Walker is by far the best one in this class. And, and he's not making it out of round two. Yeah, so like- he'll be a top two round pick in the NFL draft. 
and Washington's bringing him, him in, and that's just confusing to me. Like, you have Antonio Gibson, you have J.D. McKissick. Why are you bringing in a top-tier prospect that you know will be gone in the top two rounds as one of your 30 visits? So that worries me. And he's just he doesn't have enough upside for me to keep plugging him into my roster, like my starting lineup, and hoping he doesn't bust that week. He's had one game in his career over 23 fantasy points, and it came on Thanksgiving Day. He had the 36-point game in 2020 Thanksgiving Day. Three touchdowns he needed. Three touchdowns. People, I think that's why he has such value is because he did that on Thanksgiving, and everyone was watching. And we were thankful. And everyone was pumped, and he looked great. But he's not that player anymore. And I think it's time to go sell him. I would rather go – I would sell him for any first-rounder this year. I really would. I would sell him for Joe Mixon if someone's willing to do straight up. And I don't even like Joe Mixon. But I would much rather start Joe Mixon every week. I would rather sell him straight up for Josh Jacobs. But you probably can get something extra. I'd rather have Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, if you can sell him for a guy like Deontay Johnson, who is always criminally – underrated. I would do that for sure. Michael Pittman. I would rather have Pittman than Gibson. These are just a lot of options that I think you can get deals done. And I would just much prefer these players on my team. I mean, I think like I've talked a lot, a lot about Antonio Gibson. Obviously I am the JD McKissick truther. So of course these go hand in hand, but it's kind of crazy when you look at Antonio Gibson and his ranks in 2021, fourth in rushing attempts, sixth in targets, but for a converted wide receiver ranked 22nd in receiving or uh, targets uh, for the running back position, despite the fact that he is a converted wide receiver. If they wanted to get him involved as a wide receiver, they would do it. They have literally every opportunity to do that, and they don't. That is what's alarming to me. I mean, like, I don't think Ron Rivera is that stupid. If you go look at his games in his rookie season, they really weren't that good. He had some really big games against really bad defenses, and the rest were pretty crap. He scored touchdowns in some games, and those were his big games. Jake, what are your thoughts on him? It makes me sad. I'm just sad about it now because I wanted so badly to believe that Antonio Gibson would become a target hog, and there's just no path for it. So... As much as I hate to admit, I would do the same. I would be trading him away right now. Jake, just to be fair, there is a path for it. Washington just doesn't want to take that path. I don't know. That path has to go right through your guy, J.D. McKissick, and I just don't know if he can bowl him over. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is like, Curtis Samuel hasn't even been in this offense yet either. Who He's probably, if he ever is healthy and comes back, he's probably going to take even more targets away from the running backs because he's kind of like that and he's basically the rb1 anyway so yeah we'll see what happens there but kate who's your uh sell low all right this one not a super super sexy name but bear with me i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna sell damian harris who again not the flashiest name but ended up having the fifth most touchdowns from scrimmage among running backs in the 2021 season even with that though guys only had two performances, or he had more than 20 fantasy points. Despite having the fifth most touchdowns among running backs, that is insane to me. Like, that is the epitome of efficiency, and even with that efficiency, and even with a nice touch volume, 
He only had two top 12 weeks. Like, that's that's absolutely crazy for me. Looking at what the Patriots have done, looking back to 2015, only one Patriots running back has had more than 250 rush attempts in a single season. Only one. It was LeGarrette Blunt, And, uh, like, that's it. That's literally it. LeGarrette Blunt, 2016, this isn't a team that wants to utilize one single workhorse running back. And I think if they wanted to, Damian Harris would have been a fine guy to do it with. But they drafted Ramondre Stevenson. He looked fantastic. Fantastic. And even on this list of number of carries dating back to 2015, or uh, Ramondre Stevenson ranked eighth on that list, which I still think is crazy because Ramondre Stevenson barely touched the ball. It's just a, a... uh, an homage to how little they let guys touch the ball in a workhorse role. Like Ramondre Stevenson, I think is a super, super talented young running back. Uh, who was it? Leonard Fournette was on a visit with the Patriots. So clearly they're not overly committed to Damian Harris. I just, I think all of these things uh, in together are concerning. Sell him off. An efficient season and call it a day. Yeah, I would rather Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson than Damian Harris right but now. To be clear, don't trade them straight up. But yeah. right now, like Jake, how do you feel about Damian Harris? And do you have any, um, like, would you sell him if you were the Damian Harris rosterer? Would you give him up for a second round pick, an early second round pick? If it's an early second round pick, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Um, how about, hmm, we've got a lot of really good trades. So uh, just uh, about a week and a half ago, Damian Harris and the 105 were traded to move up to the 101 in a single quarterback league. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. If you can get into the top two for this rookie draft by doing that, yeah, no issues. Absolutely. Yeah, if you can trade up and we'll have to see where Brees Hall goes, but if you're going to trade up, Brees Hall right now is expected to be the one-on-one in many rookie drafts as a running back. Hopefully he gets into a spot where he can have a workhorse role. But if you're able to trade up from the 105 to go get that with just Damian Harris, I think that's a great trade. Damian Harris is just one of those guys. He's not going to win you anything. Like, what are you winning with Damian Harris? You're not and the weeks, out. the weeks he might win you, are you going to start him? Are you really going to start him in those like three weeks where maybe he does? Probably not. So don't <laughs> even bother. Like just get, make him somebody else's problem. Yeah. Last trade that I want to discuss, because this one I'm kind of like, ah, this is kind of like one of those trades that makes you stop. Damian Harris in a 2023 first round pick for Saquon Barkley. I'd take Saquon 100%. Depends on where you think that 2023 first round pick is going to be. If your team is bad and you think it's going to be an early first, no, I'm not, I'm not giving that away. Not for a Saquon Barkley that we have not seen be himself whatsoever since that injury. So, uh, but if you're kind of a wild card, I don't know. I don't wild card. I don't want to discuss it. All right, let's move on to our last. That's when you know it's a good trade when Michelle's like, uh, 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 uh Let's yeah. move on to the last part here. <laughs> sell my guy. So a guy you really like, and it's really hard to sell him. Like, you don't want to, but you know what? 
their value so high right now and you think it might be a good time to sell them at this value because you think you're going to win from doing it. Go ahead, Jake. Okay, well, first of all, I have to follow up my baby balls one from before with something with a little bit more gumption to it. Actually, you know what? Before I move on, can I just touch on my tiny balls thing from just <laughs> earlier real quick? You just want to touch trade, on tiny balls? I just want to touch on my tiny balls for just a second, if that's okay. You could trade Julio Jones for basically Calvin Ridley, according to the Dynasty Trade Calculator right now, and that's oh, absurd. That's I just Those want to point that out there. That's ridiculous. Live. Okay, but I just want to say, live. if somebody else in your league uses that go ahead and do it or trade if for anyone like Brock, will give whatever. you calvin really for julio jones smash except you do, do it. it you do it no. real I mean, quick even if you have to throw like a strategy a third for a different podcast is um just looking at trade calculators seeing who's overvalued who's undervalued and sending those offers to the people that you know use them because sometimes one thousand percent yeah and like because sometimes they're off but there are some people that take those for like straight up gospel and those uh, trade calculators should be taken with a word of caution. Yeah. Jake, who's your guy? And a shout of tequila. My, uh, <laughs> my guy to sell and to trade right now. It gets me all, it gets me all verklempt even thinking about mentioning Devante Adams as a Packer fan, but I, I have to, he has moved on to other pastures. I'm not going to say greener pastures, but he is now hooked up with his college quarterback, Derek Carr, who we love. We absolutely love on this podcast. He was in the, just last night, drinking and talking fantasy football, had a dynasty startup mock draft, and he was the wide receiver eight taken in that draft. That, to me, seems incredibly high for somebody who is turning 30 during the NFL season. Oh my god. He's walking in. Me. Oh my god. I would you I'm sorry, you would not be in my top ten receivers. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Uh but he's of course everybody loves the narrative. Oh the quarterback wide receiver reunion from college. How adorable. That's gonna be great. Okay, are we putting this much stock into a pairing that has not played together since 2013? Is that really where we're at right now? Because I'm out if that's the case. And I'm not trading Devontae just to trade Devontae. Let's be clear about that. It's okay to keep older, productive players on your team. Okay, with that out of the way, there is no guarantee Devontae Adams ever registers a top five season again in fantasy. It's just as likely that he narrowly falls outside of the top 10, even this year, in what will likely be his most productive year the rest of the way. I want to highlight the target share that he had with Aaron Rodgers over his last four years, where he was amazing, of course, 31 and 32.3%, 29.4%, 28.5%. That's crazy talk. You don't get that anywhere else. I now want to compare that to Darren Waller, who is Derek Carr's primary target before Devante came into town. Over his last three seasons, this is a tight end, remember, 22.4%, 28%. 22.8%. Something's going to have to give here. Both of these guys cannot keep up this pace. So do and we Hunter go Renfro. back? And Hunter Renfro, who admittedly got a lot more run once Darren Waller was kind of on and off the field, but still, point taken. So we have to decide, are we going to go with the pairing from 2013 in college, or are we going to go with a little bit more confidence in the recent Darren Waller, who's not just going to go away? 
And yes, they can both be fantasy relevant. I'm not saying that they won't be, but there's no way those target shares hold up. And so it does make me sad. So let me ask both of you this. Okay, so we know that both they basically both benefited, Waller and Adams, from being the only game in town. If you could right now trade away Devontae Adams and get T. Higgins plus a second round pick, would you do it? See, I was going to ask you, T. Higgins or Devontae Adams, and I wasn't even going to add the second-round pick. The second round definitely – I don't know how much it moves the needle because it's still just a lottery pick, right? Like, it's it's just still a, better yeah. to have it It's just it a scratch-off ticket. I think I'd – I would rather Adams still. And I love T. Higgins. Still Adams. I think it's still Adams. I'm if, picking... I'm a, if I'm a rebuild team, I mean, these are very different things. So if you play Dynasty, you know, like, if your team is anywhere near contention, then keep Devontae Adams because winning championships is the entire goal. Like, I'm for sure. I don't care about the future if my team's ready to win. This is your entire goal. It should be that way in the NFL, the same way with Dynasty. But if your team sucks, right, and Devontae Adams is your best piece and your only good piece, you should be selling him for T. Higgins getting way younger and a second round or another lottery ticket that you can hit on. Like, that's when I would rather that. So it would depend on where I'm at with my leagues. But um, I, I totally get you there. Like, Devontae Adams is probably a sell right now for many teams, unless you're a true contender. Now, I do want right. to say, I also graduated in 2013 in college. And if me and my, my college roommates, you know, got back together and we had like a drinking night, it would not look the same as our drinking nights <laughs> from college. Like we would make it to maybe 12, like midnight, maybe 1230. And we'd be dead. You know, we, we, we want you're not going to do that power hour the same yeah. way you guys we did. We want to get back you know? to bed. We're going to look sloppy. It's going to be a mess. You know, we just want sleep. We want food. <laughs> we want Taco Bell. But back in those college days, we were out to like two, three, living it up. And then we wanted to keep going after that. Totally different. Totally different times in our lives. <laughs> I can't even remember how that analogy started and where it ended. Like, well, you know, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Gonna be yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. That's what we're saying. It's been a while. No. All right. I'm going to move on to my guy now. My, it, It's a sad one, right? It might shock you all, but my sell for my guy is Elijah Moore. And this, this hurts me. This comes with a heavy heart. Now, re- this is a reminder for the hundredth time. This does not mean you have to go sell them. It means if you get a great offer, you should think about selling them, right? I have Elijah Moore everywhere, and I have not yet sold him. So maybe I'm being a hypocrite here. I love him. I'm his biggest fan. However, the hype he's receiving, I'm even surprised about, right? Like, I was his biggest fan before last year. I was saying he was going to be a top 20 fantasy wide receiver in 2021. That did not happen. But it doesn't seem to matter to people it didn't happen because he showed he showed what he could be, right? In certain games, he just went off. When he was healthy, when he was on the field, when he had any reliable quarterback, he went off. He looked great. And he is a great wide receiver, and I think he's going to have a great career. However, he is going in extremely high in dynasty startups he's going around uh terry mclaurin he's going around dj moore around stefan diggs he's going ahead of Devonte smith of mike evans like this is a high price for michael for michael for elijah 
more. And the thing is, I even think his trade value is higher than what his dynasty startup is. Like I'm seeing him being traded right now for DK Metcalf straight up, which is stupid. Don't do that. DK Metcalf has already shown us he is elite. I don't care that he has Drew Locke as a quarterback. Are we not remembering that Elijah Moore has Zach Wilson as a quarterback? And this is the biggest thing. I really like Zach Wilson coming out of school. I think he can be good, but he has to take a massive jump forward from what we saw from his rookie season. That was not just a bad rookie season. It was a very, very, very bad rookie season. So we're trusting that he takes a massive step forward to help Elijah Moore to be good in fantasy because Elijah Moore had his best games with Joe Flacco and with Josh Johnson and with Mike White. He did finally have one good game with Zach Wilson, but it was one. He played a lot of games with Zach Wilson. And then also the Jets are very, it it seems like they're very intent. I don't know what I'm trying to use here. I'm getting a wide receiver one. Like they want a top tier guy. That's, you know, like a bigger dude than Elijah Moore, I guess they've gone after, uh, they went after Devante Adams. They went after Tyreek Hill. They're going after DK Metcalf. Like they want this elite wide receiver one. They haven't been able to get it. And I think they're going to take Drake London, maybe Garrett Wilson, but I, I feel like it'll be Drake London. I would hate that Drake London. Would their, I, I like it with their number four pick or with their number 10 pick. They have two top 10 picks. A wide receiver is going there. And what are those two picks? Now, I don't think this actually hurts Elijah Moore too much. I think it's helpful that it'll help Zach Wilson grow to have two good wide receivers. I think it could be like a T. Higgins, Jamar Chase type of situation. But, you know, his value is going to decrease then when people think he's the wide receiver too. And it's just crazy he's going before Devontae Smith. I love both, but Devontae Smith's the better wide receiver overall, I I think. And people are only doing it because their offense are in. It's like, are people forgetting Elijah Moore's in the Jets offense with Zach Wilson? Like that's not, that's not a good offense. And it's either Jalen Hurts is good this year or he's gone. And they have two first round picks next year to go up for a great quarterback. So don't worry about the situation. Um, so if I can get Devontae Smith for Elijah Moore, I'm taking Devontae Smith. If I can get DK Metcalf for Elijah Moore, I'm taking DK. I, I, you know, if I can get Michael Pittman plus a first round pick or Michael Pittman plus extra, I'm taking that over Elijah Moore. I love him. I think it'll be great, but don't risk it all on a guy who's in a really bad offense with pretty bad quarterback. Yeah. That was the long spiel. I'm sorry. It's so crazy for you to say that. I just, I still can't really wrap my head around it. There's nothing to be depressed about. I think Elijah Moore will be good. It's just, if you can sell him for something that you already know is great, then go do it. I know, but you just reminded me of all the reasons we have to be scared that he'll never be good. He'll be good. He'll be good. He's good. You you just reminded me of my own mortality somehow, and I I don't like it. Right? Like, that's how I feel at this point. I'm sorry, guys. Elijah Moore is going to be good. (laughs) And again, if you love him, you want to keep him, keep him. It's fun to have players you like. But if you want to be safe, go sell him for someone who's already good. But I am kind of wishing at this point that he got drafted to literally any other team. Mm -hmm. Any other team would be fine. All right, Kate, who's your my guy sell? I feel like this is going to be super unpopular, uh, especially because of the recent news. But hang in there, guys. Uh, Please bear with me. Stephon Diggs. See, I don't get this one. Just got that money. So congratulations, Stephon. Turning 29 in November, so he's not quite as old as Mr. Devontae Adams. But he's getting there. Uh, He's been a top 
10 wide receiver in each of the last three seasons, which I think is fantastic. Um, we saw a, do- a drop-off in his production, though, last year, uh, despite the fact that you know he still ranked top five in targets, top 10 in receptions, top 10 in receiving yards. He still dropped off uh, almost just over 40 points of fantasy production from 2020 to 2021. It didn't necessarily translate uh, to like a, a significant drop off because he still finishes the wide receiver seven, but everything's telling you not to sell Stefan Diggs. He's reliable, but when I'm looking at the players going around him, that's when I'm saying maybe this is the time when he is uh, currently being valued as the wide receiver 12 in a startup. And that was pre extension where he got what 70 million guaranteed um like that was his adp before that now you're tying him to the best quarterback in the league i think that's going to have the best quarterback in the league she just said is that really a hot take you think josh allen's the best quarterback in the league i think he's 1a 1b okay i like i don't think that's that hot takey but um, like you're you're tying him to Josh Allen, just to give him a formal name, <laughs> and like conceivably until he retires. So like you should consider these guys. Uh, uh, what's what's uh, the thing when you mold two metals together? Welding. They're welded together for presumably the rest of their careers. But it's not so much that I'm concerned about like Stefan Diggs and Kenny Produce, but. When I'm looking about like who's being valued similarly to Stefan Diggs, I think that there's a lot of value to be had. DK Metcalf being drafted uh, number 18 overall. You have T. Higgins, number 20 overall in Dynasty startup drafts on Dynasty League football. And Stefan Diggs sitting there at 24. If I have to give Stefan Diggs and maybe like a, a fourth round pick or something to go up and get DK Metcalf or a T Higgins or even a Debo Samuel. I'm going to do that 10 times out of 10 and take the youth. Cause all of these guys we know have a lot of upside. Um, and, and you're kind of trading one a for one B for me. It's a risk and it's not going to feel good. And I feel like that's the mark of a good dynasty trade. It has to I would do it for all those guys. I would do it for all those guys except for DK. I think I'm just lower on DK than you guys are. Not that I hate him, but I would rather have Diggs than DK. But the rest of that uh, group that you mentioned, I would rather take them over Diggs. All right. That's our show today. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. I'm Michelle on Twitter. You can find me at BallBlastM, BallBlastEM. Hit me up at FFBallBlast. And I'm Jake. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and check out ballblastfootball.com for more league-winning advice.